This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Live and local in the morning from 6 to 9, covering all of your favorite teams with analysis and opinions to carry you through the morning on the Blitz 1170 and streaming live on the Blitz 1170 app. We want to hear from you. Tweet slash X us at the Blitz 1170 or the text line is always open at 918-262-5072. Now. It's time for the Morning Blitz. Here's Rick Corey. Welcome to Friday. It is 6 a.m. and we have made it. I don't know about you, but my week has been three months long. But by golly, we are here. We are here on Friday and we've got it started. And that means eventually it's going to end. I'm Rick Corey. In the other room is Bryce Hulse. A 62-degree day. That'll be nice. It's 35 out there right now. It wasn't a ton of wind on the way in, though. So it wasn't terribly uncomfortable. It was windy again yesterday. I mean, windy again yesterday. But today a little bit better. Tomorrow even better. Up into the mid to upper 70s. And then uh, it'll be nice on Sunday before we fall back off the... uh, Well, we don't fall back off before we get a little chillier again next Monday. All right, so we have a Friday here, and we have a lot to do on this Friday, as a matter of fact. We're going to have this day in sports history with Bryce at 6.50. Lance Walker, it's his once-a-month visit from OSU Human Performance and Nutrition Institute. Today will be resistance training for kids. I find this really interesting because when I was playing in high school, they said, oh, no, don't touch weights. Oh, no, 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 no. Maybe a little in the off-season, but never do it during the season. It'll bind you up. You won't be able to run, blah, 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 blah. We know how that's changed, and we also know how it's changed um, well or it's been somewhat controversial depending on age. And there was a lot of don't do that, stay away. I, I know a guy who believes nobody should even play competitive sports till they're in high school. And he was around, this, I mean, he was a coach. Mm. And he didn't believe they should do that. He thinks, well, he thought girls should still be playing six on six, quite honestly. But he was not for anybody, you know, doing anything like along those lines. So it would be interesting to get Lance's perspective on what they've actually done because <laughs> we just look out in Bixby. I do believe yeah. they're training at an early age <laughs> and uh, doing it really well. And you also mm-hmm. notice they haven't had a ton of people hurt out there either, have they? No. So we'll see exactly what Lance has to say about that. At 8.10 this morning, Tom Gilbert, he's our beer dude. He writes the What the Ale Beer column. He was able to go to one of the events for Troy on Wednesday, Troy Aikman, and we want him to sample, or he will have sampled the Troy's eight beer, and we will get his opinion, plus St. Patrick's Day. Uh, yeah. uh, it's March. You know, today is March 1. First thing you're supposed to say when you wake up in a new month is white rabbit. And oh. so I did that this morning at about 2 a.m. when I woke up. The first I'm time. screwed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully it won't ruin your month. Yeah. There are all kinds of legends. My wife came home with that one, I don't know, three or four years ago. I don't know where she heard it. Uh, and then so I mentioned it to somebody else, and they said, well, I heard it was just rabbit. And then somebody else said, I heard it was white like donkey or something. <laughs> so there are legends out there all over the place. It's like, we'll cover all the bases. Yeah, I well, think we're I just, good. Yeah, I went with rabbit today at 2 a.m. And so, you know, and literally the first thing I said this month, because I wake up and I I stumble out of bed to go to the bathroom, and I'm, I'm kind of wandering myself back in, and then I look up at the ceiling and realize, oh, wait a minute, with my clock and, you know, and all that's up there. It says March 1, so I just whispered, White Rabbit, and went right back in, laid back down <laughs> to go to bed. So White Rabbit to you, wherever you are on this March 1. Uh, but we get a chance, because it's March, to talk about St. Patrick's Day, so we'll get time to do that with us. And then at 8.30, Brian Thompson, he's the brand-new head football coach at Holland Hall. Is going to be with us. I've uh, been talking to him uh, since he made that, or since they made that announcement. I'm not really surprised. He's been with Tag Gross for a long, long time. Very deserving, uh, and we'll talk to Brian. He's former Tulsa receiver as well. <laughs> First thing I said when I told my wife, and my wife was a trainer when Brian was there. 
Um, uh, as a matter of fact, he was roommates with, with Bitson, with Dan Bitson, who I've known forever, too, and my wife knew both those guys quite well. Well, I told her Brian had gotten the head, head coaching job, and she goes, ask him why he got into football. I said, I already told Bryce that story this, <laughs> this <laughs> morning, but I'll have him tell it on the air again. He yeah. actually was a soccer player and uh, switched to football. He will tell you completely 100% because of girls. <laughs> he realized the girls paid more attention to the football players than they did to the soccer players. So he, you know, he played that. I mean, it's not like he'd never played before. He'd played, so he just transitioned and became a football player as well, and uh, became a really good receiver for Tulsa. Got to do what you got to do. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's what Jimmy Buffett always famously said that he only got into a band for chicks. <laughs> he said, "I noticed they paid attention to anybody with a guitar." He said, "So I picked up a guitar and started playing in a band." I worked out. <laughs> yeah, did. well, not not too badly. Yeah, mm-hmm. when he died, he was worth how many billions? Yeah. All right. So, what else are we going to talk about this morning? I don't know if you've seen it or not, but uh, Kelvin Sampson talked a little about the, fo- the Oklahoma, the folks at Oklahoma got a little bit emotional, as a matter of fact, yeah. doing it, which I'll play for you. There was there's news out of the combine, and there's always news out of the combine because there's always somebody who just pops your eyes. That you know, Devonder Sweat at three sixty six running a five two. Are you kidding me? Five two? He shouldn't be able to drive that far in five point <laughs> two seconds at three hundred sixty six pounds, and not that that's gonna you know it's not gonna blow your doors off or anything. Obviously, however, at that size, it was his explosiveness and everything else. He's not the only person though who's getting some pretty good marks. So we'll go over some of those. But the guy who got the most attention yesterday, it had nothing to do with his performance. It had to do with what he said, and that is Texas Tech safety Tyler <laughs> Owens. And we'll hear from Tyler this morning. It, yeah, it, we'll let him say it. We will, yeah. <laughs> and I, I got to admit, I read the headline and I thought, nah, you know, so I'm joking, right? So I went and I read the story and I kept looking at it. I mean, there's a lot of things that don't surprise me. It really aren't. Mm-hmm. But this surprised me, that someone could still actually consider this to be true surprises me. And, and not have the self-awareness to go, you know what? I'm just not going to talk about this at the, <laughs> well, at the combine, you know? I'm not going to bring – because I, I recognize that most people might not agree with me. <laughs> I would think – for me, the thing is, I, I, if, if you believe that, you probably have a group of – a circle of friends you've discussed this with, and maybe oh, yeah. some of them, you know, went, well, you know what? You know, so who knows how you were emboldened, right? But you can also go find websites that say anything you want. You know, oh my goodness, I had yeah. the longest, I had the hardest time convincing Lindsay, you know, just because it's on there doesn't make it true. <laughs> I mean, I can start a website for $7 and write anything on there I want to for the mm-hmm. most part. Uh, and, but in this case, you would think, all right, if you really believe that, wouldn't you do a little research? And yeah. wouldn't that research be pretty easy? Maybe he's afraid, Rick. Maybe. You know, there's an entire channel on, um, well, there's an entire YouTube channel dedicated to the ISS. And it's just views 24 hours a day from the ISS, except when it's, you know, when it's out of shot. And it'll say, here's a, this is a recording until we're back around the planet. And um, I like to watch travel videos on YouTube and uh, like live cams from around the world. I like watching those, especially really early in the morning if I get up early before everybody else, which I always do. Uh, and I like watching those. And I got I caught the one with the ISS once. And it's just, you know, it's beautiful, obviously, to watch. But I mean. You know, it would seem that, well, anyway, um, we'll get into that a little bit later on. Uh, Lance Leipold uh, talked about his brand-new contract at Kansas. We have Tulsa's football schedule out. And, of course, I have some news and notes for you from around the league as well. There's a former Oklahoma running back suing Oklahoma. 
Uh, we've got a lot of college basketball this weekend and a lot of college baseball and softball this weekend we'll get into. And somehow the Thunder found a way to lose to the worst team last night when they lost to San Antonio. But, you know, they had been really good lately. They had not laid an egg in forever. And then they went out and laid an Easter egg. Uh, but you know what? Sometimes you just got to get it off your chest, I guess, right? Yeah, and you're facing uh, one of the hottest players right now. <laughs> And, and Victor mm-hmm. Wembanyama. I mean, he has really been on a tear recently. 28, 13, 7, and 5. That doesn't doesn't stink. Not mm-hmm. at all. As a matter of fact, wasn't it was it this week when he he went 28, 10, 10, and 10? Uh, maybe. He, I, he, a lot, last week he went, he did the uh, 5 and 5 deal too, mm-hmm. um, having 5 spots with all five plus now now i'll tell you this he had 28 last night but chet had 23 chet's on the mm-hmm. tear too yeah and you know anytime those two get together chet's thinking all right let's that's where the comparison exactly comes. let's let's do this and a shea again had 31 how many times mm-hmm. can you have 31 in a season and how many times has he had 31 it's got to yeah. be 12 14 15 times this year yeah easily i, I don't know what it is about that number but he continues to hit it. Um, I've got some inter- I've got some really interesting notes here. You know who Tony Gwynn is, right? Mm, let me. I have Google right here, so let's just find out. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I ask you first. Uh, no, okay. it sounds somewhat familiar. Yeah, he should. Uh, okay. He's one of the best baseball players of all time, and one of the guys who struck okay. out the least amount of times in his career. And I've got a really interesting stat about him. I want to get into. Uh, what else? Oh, I've got an interesting. <laughs> I love these kinds of stats. Uh, I've got a. I've, I've got a stat about A and M that just makes me laugh. And finally, you know, we we had actually brought this guy up a couple of weeks ago. The dude at Indiana State, they're calling Cream Abdul Jabbar. <laughs> so good. <laughs> and, I, and you know, if you look at him, and I heard the guys talking about him earlier. By the way, that's Bryce Hall, Simon Rick Corey. And they said, you know, the guy look. He's got kind of the Kurt Rambus glasses. Hmm. And as you know, and as you ever seen the movie Slapshot? No. All right. Paul Newman. Um, okay. Some other people you'll probably recognize. He he plays the player coach of a minor league hockey team in a little Pennsylvania town. It's, it's extremely profane. But there are three, quote-unquote, Hanson brothers who they signed to play for the team who were thugs. All three of them look like Kurt Rambis. <laughs> they have this, this thick glasses, little tape in the middle. The longer kind of weird hair, just this look of where's Kevin McHale? That's odd. (laughs) Yeah, not quite. It's worse than that a little bit. And you just they had I don't know. It's one of those people you'd look at and you go, really? Now Rambus was not quite as big as Cream Abdul Jabbar. He's a He's a thick yeah. dude. He's a little bit closer to Nikola Jokic, I think, on that scale. Maybe so. Yeah, mm-hmm. not, not 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 as big, but no, you know, no, he's no. kind of he's got some weight on him. He has some girth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he does. He he looks a little like me in the uniform, but taller. And he had he just went off again last night. And and you know he's taking Indiana State to places they haven't been since Larry Bird. Yeah, first time they were ranked since Larry Bird. Yeah, and he doesn't look he doesn't have that same smoothness to his game, but he was what did he go off for like 30 35 last night. We will yeah. get into some of that for you as well as I got to talk about this kid because he is fun and he is fun to watch because you'll see him touch the ball and you think there's no way. And then he'll he's by somebody or he's hitting the shot or I mean he's just he's he's just really solid. I also heard somebody call him the uh, the light mamba. 
<laughs> nice. <laughs> and he seems to be having the time of his life. Of course, if you're living in Terre Haute, you must find a way to have a good time. Trust me, been there uh, multiple times. Uh, been there for games. And um, if, if you had to choose the best thing, what would it be then? Leaving. <laughs> and that's about it. <laughs> Six twelve here on the Blitz eleven seventy. We're in the Tulsa Oilers hockey studio. We didn't even set that up. That was just a softball. Great. I'm Rick Corey. That is Bryce Hulse tossing the easy ones over in the other room. Mm-hmm. We have the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line open for you right now at nine one eight two six two five zero seven two. At the end of a long week, tell me exactly what you're thinking. Tell me what you'd like to see this weekend. Is there a game you're looking the most forward to? Have you watched any of the uh, NFL Combine? Are you surprised that Caleb Williams isn't going to do anything? He's not on a medical test he's not going to do anything he's going to show and he's going to talk to people <laughs> maybe tell them what he believes in and doesn't <laughs> i'm not sure uh but he's not gonna and it just surprises me a little bit we're getting closer and closer it looks like to justin fields to atlanta as a matter of fact his agent had released a video yesterday or the day before of him jumping up and down when he said i think you're close to going home Uh, So we'll talk a little bit about that and other things here on the Blitz 1170. In the meantime, I need to tell you about Overhead Door Company of Tulsa and their commercial division now acquiring the residential division. When Frank Sanders Jr. started thinking about adding it back, and by adding it back, I mean in the 60s, they asked Frank's dad to come here from Ada because the overhead door here was struggling. So Frank's dad, who was killing it in Ada, said, sure, came up here, moved the family, and then just started killing it up here. But eventually, the company became focused more on commercial, and they split the two sides. The Sanders family running the commercial operation, doing things that other people can't do, like, oh, replacing doors or fixing doors at the airport that somebody ran an airplane into. You try that 55 feet in the air and see if your crew's any good. You're not going to do it with some dude who just shows up. Well, that's what they've been doing for years is doing that, making it right for commercial, including the city of Tulsa for police and fire. That's right. They do their doors. They do Amazon. You think Amazon's got to have the doors working? So if you have a commercial door, you know about what they do at Overhead Door. But now they have reacquired the residential version as well. And this is fantastic news for everyone. You need a basic door? You got it. You need a really fancy, nice door? Absolutely. You need a high-tech door or a brand-new opener? Yep, they'll do that. And the same decades of expertise and kind of the pickiness of the job comes along with them. It is so doggone easy for you. Now you just go to Overhead Door uh, Company. You go to OverheadDoorTulsa.com. OverheadDoorTulsa.com is all you have to do. And once you do that, you're going to be able to find them right there. It is really that simple. OverheadDoorTulsa.com. And you can click on either residential or commercial. The Blitz text line is always open, 918-262-5072. You can text us anything you want at any time. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The OSU men's basketball team will look to bounce back tomorrow after back-to-back home losses as they'll be in Austin to face the Texas Longhorns. Tip-off is at 1 with a 12 o'clock pregame here on the Blitz. The Oklahoma Sooners will be welcoming a familiar face to the LNC as Kelvin Sampson and the top-ranked Houston Cougars come into Norman. Tip-off for that one is at 7. And the Tulsa Golden Hurricane will be at Temple looking to get back above 500. Tip-off is at 12 with an 11.30 pregame starting over on Big Country 99.5. That's the Wonder World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app.
blitzing up your mornings. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? You can always join in by texting us at 918-262-5072. Love to have you do that. As a matter of fact, if you're an Oklahoma fan, I'd like to know what you think about Kelvin Sampson coming back. You know, when he left, there was a, there was, well, there's always gnashing of teeth when a coach leaves. And especially when it's in those situations where there's some kind of violations or there's allegations. And then as soon as that happens, there's somebody who believes that it's less and it's somebody believes that it's worse. And it just becomes that way. He certainly had a great career at Oklahoma. That was not a, that was not an issue. But, you know, I think Ryan said it best yesterday. Ryan Avery said, you know, he wasn't Billy Tubbs. And you know, when when you're, even though he was successful, he wasn't Billy Tubbs, and there were people who just never bought in for whatever reason. And then he had his issues, and he had issues again. And I think everybody kind of started thinking he's just a bad guy. And it makes it easier for people to not come to your defense, right? Oh, Whenever yeah. you start having issues like that, and mm-hmm. I mean, heck, what he did. That might be legal now. <laughs> it probably <laughs> is. So, but and it was not so much that. I mean, because you know, rules are rules, and we all mm-hmm. get that. But it was that he repeated it. Yeah. Right. So when you when you get hand slapped for something, and you think, all right, you learn, right? You reach over, and the snake bites you. You don't do that again. But when you have it happen again, people will start to question. And then it becomes he's a bad guy, he's not a bad guy. It took a while for him to redeem himself, if you will, to get back where he is now at Houston. And he seems to be in a much better place and did talk a lot about that yesterday. He got very emotional again when he talked about some of the guys like Ryan Miner, who passed away. And as a matter of fact, you heard him say in that cut right there during the update that there are a lot of people. He started naming it. I mean, gosh, there have got to be 12 people he knew here closely. And Norman, they were, that have passed away since that time and have died. Mm. And so you're thinking, talking about a guy now is at that point in his career where he's looking back, he's 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 reflecting a little bit, probably pretty grateful for what's gone on in his life, and then he starts to feel that way. He did say it was the end of his quote yesterday. He goes, you know, one thing I noticed about getting older is you cry more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's you know that's when I, that's kind of when you realize some self realization has set in. Both regret, I would think, and happiness too for what you've experienced to make mm-hmm. you who you are. I'd say so. Um, I remember just a few years ago before uh, Eddie Sutton passed away and they played, um, his team played in Stillwater and he was mm-hmm. able to see him, you know, and mm-hmm. he just got really emotional thinking about that, you yeah. know, just knowing that kind of he was coming towards the end of his life and everything. So I think yeah. that you definitely get a, a softer heart a little bit and just kind of realizing um you know, how, how precious time is. Unless you're Bob Huggins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you go the opposite yeah, direction. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You light everybody up until the day you fall over. And who knows, maybe he'll change some too. I think he, if he will ever, I mean, there are times he reminds me of Greg Popovich. You know, and, and Pops who's, is the guy. This? Yeah, Huggins. Huggins, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the, Huggins is a Popovich is a guy who does not suffer fools at no. all. And he doesn't necessarily like doing the media stuff. He knows he has to. He does. He's very flippant, sometimes very acerbic, sometimes just funny. But that's uh, Huggins reminds me a little of that because Popovich doesn't care what he says. He doesn't care what you think about what he says, yeah. and Huggins doesn't either. But I, I would love to see a guy like that kind of mellow a little and then become a broadcaster. Because I want to hear the truth. I'm good with that. But I don't want him to always be arrogant about it or that kind of thing. And so I think, you know, you get a guy who's got the, who has the kind of knowledge they have and then who has that exurbic wit to begin with. And if you can just tame it enough so that they don't come across as <clears throat> holes yeah. on, their, on the air, 
that, you know, you could have a really good and fun broadcast. If you think about the people, uh, the, the, the broadcasters I don't like don't tell you anything, especially mm. the color guys. They don't tell you anything. They just kind of wander along and talk about the game with the play-by-play -play guy. A good color guy will explain some things, describe why things happen, those kinds of things. And if you watch the Jay Billises of the world, he does that. He, you know, he's very good about breaking those things down. Some people aren't. Aikman's really good at that. Really good at that. Romo. And able to keep it at a calm level, too. Yeah. You know, like, it's a, it's a good uh, rapport when mm -hmm. it, whenever the commentator, the main commentator, is able to kind of raise up the emotions a little bit here and there, but Billis is able to kind of just keep it at a pretty flat line. Well, I think, I, think he and Shrew, I think those two are the best in college basketball right yeah. now, and I think they're fantastic. But it, you know, they have very different jobs. You know, one guy's going to tell you what's happening at that moment. The other guy's going to tell you why. And so if they're good at it, you will. Uh, you know, that, and that's to me, is a big, big, big deal. And I think those guys would be really good at it because of their knowledge, but you got to not become Romo. <laughs> right. You know? I mean, Vital is, <clears throat> can be entertaining, <clears throat> pardon me, but he can also be irritating. Yeah, I can see that. I can see how uh, Vital has always been one of those guys where it's uh, an acquired taste to some people. <laughs> you know, so you either love it or you hate it some of the extra oh baby type stuff yeah because that's not really who he is so mm. I, I mean i've interviewed him a couple of times you know off the air on the phone he's just a guy mm. and then as soon as the you know you put him on the air that happened what's on a show yeah and you know if you can do that all your life that's fine and maybe that's just who you become but when it's not who you really are to begin with to me that i find that harder to accept now i didn't know it until i had interviewed him the first <laughs> time and realized that he was that way and that yeah. it was all just a show because i mean i watched dick vital initially before i talked to him in the air and i just thought that's him right you know i i appreciate the people who are the same costas i've interviewed costas multiple times he was always the same guy he was the same guy he is yeah. on tv slightly arrogant smarter <laughs> than you mm -hmm. and doesn't mind proving it but <laughs> not in a <clears throat> obtrusive way he wasn't mm. being disrespectful yeah but he's got a little pedantic in him, and he doesn't mind kind of sharing that. Now, it's one of the things that makes him interesting, too. You know, a lot of different opinions, a lot of different uh, uh, attitudes, all of them generally pretty doggone informed. But a guy like him, uh, I, always, I always had great respect for the guys who were the same. You know, and that, there are not that many of them out there so, because many feel like they have to put on a show. You know, yeah. I've been around a lot of these guys now, <clears throat> and you know, being out of, well, I was still in sports for 10 years because I was still broadcasting games, but being out of this part of it for 10 years, you kind of get away from some of the guys you, you had been around to begin with, getting back into it, and being around the play-by-play -play guys and the color guys in the league again even more, and especially like down at Big 12 or SEC or AAC media days, you get around some of the national guys again. And then you start to realize, okay, who is it that is like I think now, like Heather Dinich is very, very nice off the air, very same person okay. uh, from ESPN. Like that a lot. Andre Ware surprised me because on the air, and I again, I did you know a couple of Andre's games when he was at Houston against Tulsa, and mm. Andre on the air at times to me is, how would I put it? Is it like not enough or? <laughs> Because I've, I've I've liked him more recently. I have too, and, and not necessarily that I yeah. disliked him, but he was right. just very he was a passing character, right? He was the, absolutely right. I thought early it was leaned on this guy won a Heisman thirty years ago, 
Mm. To me, in their broadcast, that's kind of what it leaned to him Like earlier. if he didn't have that. Yeah, right, right. If he hadn't, if, if Andre Ware hadn't had Heisman, would they have hired him? Yeah. Of course not. Yeah. <laughs> he had, didn't have a career much in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, Especially coming from Houston, right? right? Well, and, you if, know, he's he was, a, if he's a former pretty good Ohio State quarterback or something, maybe that right. helps more. Yeah, so. but, you know, coming from Houston, and now now he was the one, he was the guy in the run and shoot that kind of established it. Klingler was on that team, mm-hmm. too. They beat Tulsa eighty-two to twenty-eight in the Astrodome. Just and stupid. It was, and I, you know, I approached him finally two years ago at Big Twelve Media Day. No, I'm sorry, I approached him at, at Temple, Tulsa Temple, in the in the press box, and I said, "Hey, I just wanted to say hello. I was there." And he said, "You were there." And I said, "Eighty-two twenty-eight." And he smiled, and I said, yes, I'm the color guy for Tulsa. I was there that day in 1988, and we had a conversation about it. And he was actually really nice. But I thought early in his career he was just being Andre Ware, the Heisman Trophy winner, and lately I think he's been much better. And then I watched him at Big 12 Media Day work his tail off. He, yeah. he did like what Dusty did, and Dusty's up at 5 a.m. and on the air somewhere until the until late night. I mean, he's just on. It's either in radio mm-hmm. or television, one of the networks or ESPN. And I watched Andre do a lot of the same thing, go from from place to place to place to the ESPN networks and just work his tail off. And I also saw him do something I thought was really cool. I was walking by, and this was at Big 12 Media Day. I was walking by a group of players, and I realized they were all kind of in a semicircle. And there was a bunch of guys from multiple schools. And I thought, is this like a you know a seminar or something? And I stuck my head, and it was Andre. And all he was doing was giving him advice. And somebody else had picked up one and had brought a camera over, and they were kind of circle, circling. But it was not, it was about it was about working out. It was about appreciating what you have. It was about how to how to best use your time. It was how to not lose perspective on things. And I listened for ten minutes and never got bored. It yeah. was it was really good. And the guys, and you know, we're talking about college athletes. For the most part, the attention span is not fantastic. <laughs> I'd say so. <laughs> it's that of a field mouse. <laughs> Woo! Uh, and they were just locked in. They could not pay attention enough. And then occasionally somebody would ask the, well, you know, when you got your first really big contract, how did you handle that money-wise? Which is that's a smart idea to yeah. ask, right? And so sure. he would talk about now he don't and he was really he said, oh, I'm glad you asked. Don't do this and don't do this. Here's what you do. And he kind of walked him through. And he said, now you guys, you're going to be your own thing, right? But especially in with NIL and some money coming to you for the first time, you know, we mentioned with Jackson Dart, he's going to get the use of the airplane. He gets taxed for that. Mm-hmm. And if you believe that, you know, you get to grab that plane and go to Italy and come back and at the end of the year, the IRS isn't going to send you a little note, you're wrong. (laughs) And, you know, hopefully because NIL has become a big enough deal, enough of these guys have advisors who help tell them that. But this was a couple of years ago and Andre was saying, look, guys, as this happens and starts to come in, there's some things you have to think about. Anyway, I was impressed. And I always thought a guy like Huggins would be really good at that if he just wouldn't be a jerk. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, I, I remember when Bob Knight did some Big 12 mm-hmm. games mm-hmm. near the end. Uh, yep. Or probably like just after he was coaching a little bit. And yep. that's what it kind of reminded me of, although he seemed way more tame. Maybe yeah, as if maybe he was told to be. Uh, the guys like Pop and Huggins, it reminds me of, um, or it doesn't remind me, but it's what I think about with it is 
you know, they can be pretty stern and mm-hmm. stuff, but they also find the right time to just kind of make that comment to alleviate some of the pressure a little bit. You'll Opposition. find that you yeah. find that in post games wherever they yeah. they could go on a little bit of a rant and then they'd say something to kind of relieve a little bit of the pressure yeah. for the media people and everything. It's and a pa- good little combo. And when Popovich would say something or when he does, he never changed expression. So no. you don't know if he's being serious yeah. or if he's joking or if he's punking you. You're like and waiting you, for like a small grin. Right. Yes, you are. You're just you know they no, kind of eyes sideways. Good. The same way you used to open your electric bill in the summer. <laughs> kind of looking mm-hmm. sideways because you don't want to see the number. It is 6.30 here on the Blitz 1170. I'm Rick Corey. That's Bryce Solis in the next room. All right, so when we come back, I want to play a little bit of Kelvin Sampson from yesterday as he talked about coming back to Oklahoma. And, you know, as I as I said, Ryan Aver thinks that he'll have a really good reception. I'd love to know from you, Oklahoma fans or Oklahoma State fans either, because, you know, you have, you have coaches come back too. When he comes back, when Kelvin comes back, after the way things went with Kelvin, how they've been lately, what do you think? What's going to happen? Will they be Will they be kind? Will they boo him? Will they ignore him? What's going to happen tomorrow at LNC? Let us know. 918-262-5072. That is the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line right here inside the Tulsa Oilers studio. The Blitz is broadcasting in HD on your FM dial. Turn your HD-equipped radio to 106.9 KHTT HD2. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. OSU softball team will be back at Cowgirl Stadium as they host Seattle. First pitch is at 3 o'clock today. And the opening of Love's Field in Norman is finally here as the top-ranked Oklahoma Sooners will host Miami of Ohio at 2 o'clock. Last night, the Oklahoma City Thunder lost to the San Antonio Spurs 132-118. to SGA led the Thunder with 31 points. Jalen Williams and Chet Holmgren each had 23. Victor Wimbanyama had 28 points and 12 rebounds for the Spurs. Oklahoma City will be at Phoenix on Sunday. That's the Wonder World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? Call us up at 918-879-1170. We want to hear from you. And Bryce Hall, 636 here on the Blitz 1170. We are in the Tulsa Oilers studios. By the way, there's not many Oilers home games left, but anytime they are home, we'll do the Blitz upgrade. We will call seat numbers during the game, and we will take somebody from seats that aren't right there on the ice, and we will put you right down by the ice. It's called the Blitz upgrade from the Oilers and the Blitz 1170. I'm not kidding. You can like clear your warrants. I'm assuming that's mostly traffic warrants, and that's right. they do that a couple of times a year. But when you, and normally when I've seen it before, it, it said like clear your citations. Well, mm. you get warrants on the citations. I get that. But when you see warrants, I'm like I'm thinking bigger stuff. It's like oh, yeah. oh, you mean so that stuff I stole the other day when the armed robbery, I can just go in and clear that. <clears throat> like I'm I'm a man on the run and I can just be like yeah, I all can right. just go in and go. You know, you sorry, said, mm-hmm. my bad. It's and that it's weekend. all good. Yeah, I don't think that's what it is. No, it's not <laughs> one of those. I, I always get excited, but you can tell when you're getting older because not only like Kelvin Sampson do you cry more, but you get excited about things like oh that weekend where you can throw away paint and batteries. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> I think I think I've seen something like that on those progressive turning into your parents commercials. Uh-huh. Yeah, you might you those might laugh, gold. but it's like hey, honey, wait, wait, it's that where we can take all the paint and get rid of it down there, yeah. or the old computer parts, or those kinds of things. I, one of the busiest things I've and one of the busiest times I've ever had in my life a few years ago where I used to work did the first ever recycling event and this was coming out of COVID because so many people during COVID did exactly what my wife and I would do 
you know, we were sequestered at home. I was working from home. <clears throat> so I'd, I'd work. I'd get, you know, I'd, you know, nine o'clock, we're not, we don't just walk away at nine. There's other stuff right. to do. And, but then, you know, 11 ish, 1130, I would um, go downstairs, we'd have lunch, and then we would do an hour of COVID cleaning. And so we were just, I mean, it's just basically going through everything in the house. And a lot of yeah. people ended up with what we did, which was an entire room full of stuff that to be gotten rid of. That actually sat there until we could certainly get back outside, have garage sales, do all that kind of stuff. With the plan of it ain't coming back in the house. It gets mm. sold or it gets given away or thrown away. And my wife's one of those that if somebody offers her a quarter for something, she'll want 30 cents. And not me. <clears throat> I started, I took, I put down the tailgate of my truck. I put as much stuff on there as I could, as I could and I put 10 bucks for the whole tailgate. Oh. And I did that seven times and sold it all seven times. <laughs> it's, the, the, the price is more for just for just getting it out, right? That's, yeah. That's worth a lot. <laughs> I want it gone because otherwise I'm going to have to pay money to, to haul it away myself. Hmm. But anyway, we did all that COVID cleaning. Well, when you do that and you, you come up with all this room and all this stuff, right? And eventually there's a way to get rid of all that. So hmm. sometimes when you're thinking about that, you got, you're thinking too about when you go through all that, there were a lot of people who found old tax documents. So we did a shred and recycle event, and I have never been busier. I mean, in the we had four-hour shifts, and I was more tired after that than I was after the MS-150 when I rode 150 miles on a bike. <laughs> it was unbelievably busy because we also had a tire recycle. We had electronic recycle. We had shredding, you know, all right on site. It was – now that's pretty common. People do them, those events. But, man, you talk about talk – about crowds so at our age yes those things free day at the dump <laughs> and ah. the day i guess when you can get rid of your citations so if you happen to see bryce headed downtown you'll know don't ask questions exactly 639 and the blitz 1170 so i mentioned kelvin sampson coming tomorrow with houston to the university of oklahoma at seven this uh it's a really good houston team oklahoma has been in, in up and down the last few games but you're at home and it's you know it'll be emotional i say it'll be emotional the people in Norman who remember Kelvin are the people who worked there then or the administrators because mm. these kids don't. Right. They, they know he was there. They know he was at Indiana. More than likely, I say they know. I mean, I don't know what players pay attention to much anymore. But otherwise, to, to the rest of them, it's just a good coach and a good team coming into town. Yeah, I think that some of them probably started to find out more when OU was doing their coaching search because there was a lot of talk about um of course kelvin but that was a pretty big long shot but more importantly kellen sampson mm -hmm. you know his son possibly right. coming to the sooners and you know learning about the familiarity there uh i think it'll be a pretty good reception overall and especially just because they've been good and they've had good years since he's left it wasn't one of those situations where you know, it just kind of falls off a cliff, yeah. right? Even Capel took over a pretty good situation, took a Blake Griffin team to an Elite Eight. Juan Kruger, of course, had the Final Four. Mm -hmm. um, there's still been some good moments to put in OU basketball history since him, uh, which I think helps a lot. Uh, I, I'd, be, I'd be really interested if you went into those players in the locker room and you asked them four questions about Kelvin Sampson to see if mm -hmm. they could answer it. But I don't know that they'd be able to answer much about anything. I mean, they're mm -hmm. watching tape. They're studying players. And they're probably looking at some of the changes and things that get made as a coach makes adjustments. But, you know, I'm not sure players nowadays much care. 
I mean, I think no. they care about what's happening with them. They care about their film study and what they're supposed to be doing, their role in their job. But I don't know how many, I don't know a lot. I mean, just anecdotally, well, actually not anecdotally, but the players I'm around, I don't know many who are really, say, historians. I've asked a lot mm. of guys when they get come into a, into a school or get recruited, I'm, what, did you do any research? What do you know about the school? Eh, I know they were pretty good last year. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of, a lot of times that's what you get. So I'm really not sure. I know this. It means something for Kelvin. So let's play a little bit of Kelvin Sampson here from his news conference yesterday as he talked about coming back. I mean, it's not a normal game. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say that. It's a place that our family spent 12 years, a lot of dear friends. We had a lot of dear friends that have, that have passed away, uh, too. And actually, that's kind of what I thought of at first was um, Kyle Eichler, Gary Purcell, uh, Toby Keith. Gary and Kyle were my neighbors. I mean, they were they were my my buddies. I was spent a lot of time with those guys. And, and then the players are still a lot of people there on staff uh, that were there, and there are still there. Uh, a lot of the coaches, you know, I had the good fortune uh, to coach with. Uh, uh, Bob Stoops, Hall of Fame football coach, Sherry Cole, Hall of Fame women's basketball coach, and Patty Gasso, Hall of Fame women's softball um, coach. We were all on the same staff. Um, you know, um, Donnie Duncan, uh, Steve Owens, and uh, Joe Castiglione were my bosses. You know, but the relationship with the players trumps all that. You know, that's that's what you know. I've heard from a lot of them, and, and you know, and that's that's the part of it. But the key is not let that distract you from the main goal of going on this trip. We have a basketball game to play. It's about the players, and you know, I understand you guys haven't asked that, and rightfully so. But for me, you know, we're. Um, coming to the end of the season and we're trying to uh, try to play the best we can. Hey, Chris, we'll go to Greg Bailey with KTRK TV. Greg, please go ahead. Coach, this is a, a bit of a milestone uh, just as, for the media perspective. As you look at your relationship over the years with people like Qantas and Hollis, um, what do those relationships mean to you, and, and in what role do they play in the remarkable success that you've achieved here at U of H? Well, when I took the- actually, we'll stop it there because I don't care about that. <laughs> but I wanted to get the OU Fair. stuff. Yeah, he did. He did tear up a little when he talked about Ryan Miner later on as you know one of the guys he'd been around. But you know, there are some, as he said, administrators there. You know, he was around Patty and he was around Joe and people like that. So I think for him, it'll be, it'll be fun. And I think it'll be a good reception there. I, I, I don't think the students, the students probably read enough to know it's him coming back, but I don't know how much they'll make a difference. I know it, uh, you know, I've got someone that texted me last week that said anytime a coach they didn't like um, was announced, they would do the old newspaper thing or the magazine mm-hmm. thing, where you'd yeah. hold it up, you know, and do one of those. I don't think we'll see any like that for him. Mm-hmm. Six forty-five here on the Blitz eleven seventy. All right, we a couple of things I want to get into. One is Tulsa's schedule being released, and it's not that we didn't know a lot of it; we did, but the conference schedule uh, was actually released yesterday, so we have a little bit better idea. It's it's got a couple of bye weeks in it. They did move the opener again. It was supposed to be a Saturday. The opener has been moved once again to a Thursday, but unlike 
last year when there was a ton of different, you know, different day games. Uh, almost everything's on Saturdays of this year. Now you don't have times for many, very many of those things. But I want to get into the, anything there that you think is uh, uh, more attractive than anything else. And did you did you hear yesterday that Shoei Itani made news again? What this time? Getting married. Oh wow! But didn't tell anybody. <laughs> Nobody knew. He just walked into the training. He walked into to spring training that day and said, you know what? I'm married. Shohei. We got married. Yeah, man. Got, got married overnight. <laughs> and I mean, I'll get a little bit more about it. But Do a drive-thru wedding reception? Or what? Well, you know, they're not in Vegas. so <laughs> That's, I, that's I don't the thing, overnight, so. though. Yeah. But he got married at night. Yeah, he did. He got married to a Japanese lady at night. So And, and he did it on purpose so that nobody else would know much about it. I mean, yeah. hey, okay. So, I think that's, so we want to keep their personal life very much behind closed doors. Yeah, so. and and I get that. I get that. Plus, you know, he still doesn't speak a lot of English, right? So, you know, and and I don't know if she does or not. So it mm-hmm. might have been a situation where, look, the best thing we can do is just do this and our, you know, our culture, if you will. And and I don't I don't know who all they had there because I haven't um, haven't got that much into it. But I thought that was pretty interesting note as well. It is 646. In just a moment, we'll have this day in sports history with Bryce. And that is, of course, brought to you by Triad Eye Institute. And that is followed by Not Sports. And then after that, we still have a lot to come, especially at 750 this morning. We have Lance Walker from the OSU Human Performance Institute. We're going to be talking about kids and resistance training. At 810, Tom Gilbert from the what the ale beer column? He's the guy who writes all about it, and he, uh, we're going to ask him about Troy's beers that got released here in Oklahoma yesterday, uh, Wednesday. Pardon me, actually. And then we'll also have the brand new head coach at Holland Hall in football this morning, Brian Thompson, former Tulsa player as well, longtime friend. We'll talk to him about taking over for Tad Gross right here on the Blitz 1170. The Blitz 1170 stream is brought to you by Duck Creek Casino, your hometown casino. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The OSU men's basketball team will look to bounce back tomorrow after back-to-back losses as they'll be in Austin to face the Texas Longhorns. Tip-off is at 1 with a 12 o'clock pregame here on the Blitz 1170. The Oklahoma Sooners will be welcoming a familiar face to the LNC as Kelvin Sampson and the top-ranked Houston Cougars come into Norman. Tip-off for that one is at 7 o'clock. And the Tulsa Golden Hurricane will be at Temple tomorrow looking to get back above 500. Tip-off is at 12 with an 11.30 pregame starting over on Big Country 99.5. That's the Winter World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson on Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app.